This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Brag on our kids and brag on our students and brag on your communities because they, you all are doing great things. There are great teachers out there and there are great kids out there and we should be proud of what we have. On today's show, we've got special guest Arkansas State Computer Science Curriculum Coordinator Anthony Owen, plus a new featured artist of the week. We have music from Gooseneck. We'll have the Google tip of the week and more all coming up next. EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site in this program for those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys Radio, brought to you by the Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both in Hope, Arkansas. How you doing out there? I am David Henderson. And I'm Jeff Madlock. There you go. The Mad Dog. Madlock. <laughs> we can hear you in the background. It's my heavy panting. It's what warmed me my wife. Oh, it's going to be another one of those shows, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's not. It's no, going to be a good it's show. Not. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to us. If you want to reach out and... Uh, uh, get in touch with us. You can jump over to www.edutechguys.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page and uh, submit an entry there if you'd like. Just fill out the form. However, it's much quicker, especially during the show, to uh, reach out to us on Twitter. You can reach to us at edutechguys. You can also use hashtag ETGChat. We'll be following that. We've got the good doc, and he is... Um, uh, tweeting stuff out for us, and he is monitoring all of that, and so he'll let us know what's happening. So, uh, what's happening? And uh, all that good stuff. Um, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash edutechguys. We're on Instagram and Voxer, Voxter, Vox, Voxaloxahooksa, whatever that is. Anyway, if you Google Edutech guys, you'll find that's us. us. You will find us on the web. 
on the web. That's the way it goes down. Yeah, so check it out. Today, um, we're going to be talking about several things. Um, one, uh, of course, we've got the interview with Anthony Owen, and uh, we'll get into that here in just uh, a little bit. Uh, in case you weren't aware, today, the uh, president had his uh, Computer Science for All Summit, and uh, I got to, that was actually live streamed uh, from the White House. It's currently archived, and uh, I believe you can actually go to the, the archive, which is whitehouse.gov slash videos. We'll tweet that out to you, uh, and you can find the uh, conference. It was about two hours long. And uh, it was very cool. Uh, they had a lot of different people talking about computer science in public education. Uh, they talked about things like uh, in North Carolina, they have this really cool thing, Daddy-Daughter Coding Nights. Um, they, uh, they had a group of Girl Scouts there, and they were talking about uh, their coding initiatives. And the Girl Scouts actually have uh, badges yeah, they that have they badges can now. earn. Yeah. In, in all kinds, not just coding, but in all kinds of I think the Boy uh, Scouts STEM, do too, don't they? I, I would assume. Yeah. I would assume. Yeah, but, so there's uh, a lot of STEM out there, too. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and they had a, at one point, they actually had a panel that had several folks, uh, and they were talking about uh, computer science and education, and, and the panel was made up of uh, educators, administrators. There was a student on the panel. Um, it, it was it was very cool. That's really uh, cool. Yeah, it, it is definitely worth watching. Uh, if you did not get to see it live, jump out to whitehousegovernor slash videos. You want to check that out after this show because you don't want to leave us. We are keeping you entertained. We're keeping things rolling. That's what we do. Um, but uh, no, there was, there was a lot of cool things. Uh, we actually tweeted out a little earlier some of the other stuff going on. Um, and of course, now it has escaped my brain. I'll have to go back and look. Uh, but um, there is a, a kit that you can actually download for free, and it will help you uh, create a coding night for for your elementary school. It's a, it's a parent coding night, and so essentially, the way it works is. Um, you you set up the coding night, which is basically you, you know you set up a bunch of devices where uh, parents and students work together and they go through the hour of code. Um, what's one of the things that the person that was presenting it said was uh, that the really cool thing is when uh, students who have already gone through the hour of code they become uh, the code like helpers or the code facilitators, wow. and so you have these elementary students who are going around and helping the adults <laughs> with their, you know with the facilitating code. the whole yes. class yeah that's so really cool. uh, very very cool it was, was great stuff what, did stem or steam come up in any of this was it oh, part all, of the throughout topic? the whole day oh yeah yeah we yeah. know our good friend ginger lumen she posted a great question today on um on the uh on on uh facebook oh. and she said uh hey friends i have a quick favor to ask of you uh give me your top reason or reasons as to why STEM. I think that's a really interesting topic. I think I think now that we're getting into this compartmentalized idea of, you know, technology and engineering and mathematics and science, we really need to start to to compartmentalize that and say, you know, why STEM? You know, why are we doing this particularly so that we can make sure that when we get to the coding part of it or to, to the science part of it or to the math part of it, we can really hone in and get you know a better understanding of it. See, there's what's interesting is coding, 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 coding what? Right, right. I mean, what am I coding for? Right. 
I mean, wh- why am I coding? Right. Why am I am doing I coding this? to make an app that does a specific thing? Am I coding machine level coding that's been going on forever to make car parts for a giant, you know, robotic car? Right. Uh, so I, I was wondering if Steam and STEM. So now, see, these things can all three start coming together. Steam, STEM, and they're trying to make computer science like a whole nother deal. It right. seems like to me. Right. Am I right? Am I, oh, am yeah. I getting well, that? It's 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 a big push for, and and I, and we mistakenly often um, use computer science curriculum and computer science standards interchangeably with coding. That's not that's not how that's not how any of this works. <laughs> that's not how it's supposed to work. Right. right. Computer science is a big umbrella. It covers a lot of. Uh, a lot of um, topics under that computer science umbrella. It's not just coding. It's the vocabulary involved. It's the thought processes involved. It's the different subjects that tie into the application of computer sciences. It's a lot like saying that, uh, it, it's, it's to me anyway, from my perspective, it would be the equivalent of, Using the word science and pick one. Oh, I don't know, physics interchangeably, so that you're saying that all science is physics. No, there's no, all kinds right. of different sciences. Same thing with computer science. Computer science is a big umbrella. Coding is part of that. Not all computer science is coding, right? right. So I think that's where I think that's where some of that comes into play. And okay. and I think that's where you get into things like STEM and STEAM. And now isn't there a I can't remember now. Like now, there's a stream or a steamer or something. I can't remember. I can't remember what the R stands for. But anyway, you know they keep adding letters. I don't know. I, I used to just spell it S C H O O L, but maybe that was just me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's really cool about this whole thing is that Arkansas has been on the forefront of computer science. Yes, and we were actually we're, mentioned sure, in the we're, program. We're ahead of the we're ahead of the curve. Yes, uh, we learned that from the governor a few weeks ago when we had the opportunity to, to interview him when he was doing his tour, pushing computer science and mm-hmm. Arkansas Arkansas kids can code. And uh, luckily, that's segueing into yes. um, exactly where we are today. And uh, we were, are very lucky to be working with and have the opportunity to interview some top key people in our uh, local government here in Arkansas. Exactly. And yeah. today, we happen to have uh, on the show. Yeah, we've got Anthony Owen. He is the computer science curriculum coordinator for the state working at the Arkansas Department of Education. And he had a lot to say about computer science and where the where the state is trying to go. So yeah. well, he came in on Friday and uh, yeah. we did a, a quick interview. As I came in, he came in over uh, on the line. On the line. <laughs> on the line. So uh, he came in on the line and uh, did an interview for us. And so uh, I guess we can jump right into that right now. So here is the interview that we had uh, with uh, Anthony Owen. Anthony Owen, Arkansas State Coordinator of Computer Science for the Department of Education. Welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and that kind of good stuff. Well, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, It's a great opportunity and always uh, look forward to reaching out and just speaking to the people of Arkansas and uh, especially the areas that have great schools like your area does with Spring Hill and and just uh, look forward to talking about computer science. I am Anthony Owen. I am the governor's coordinator of computer science education for the state. And pretty much if it deals with computer science in our state, then it is going through my office. And and, uh, we're just making sure that we're keeping his vision in the full 
forefront and that we're uh, keeping students, uh, Arkansas students ahead of the rest of the nation in, in opportunities and, and just the ability to have a comprehensive computer science education. Well, that's Ooh, awesome. Great. You know, and as much as the governor's pushing it, your office has got to be hopping right now because that's, you know, that's, that's a big deal in Arkansas right now is our push with computer science. It is, and uh, you know there is there is not a day that I come to the office and am bored. I'll simply say that's it. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that makes for a happy job. That's it, what does, that does. it does. I love what I do, and you know it's it's always a great opportunity to uh, to be able to be the forefront or or you know the point person for something that is so important to the governor of the state and so important to our students because uh, you know it provides me with a lot of opportunities to engage in creative. Uh, and innovative things like our, our computer science coding contest that he announced earlier this week. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, since, since you brought that up right here at the front, let's jump into that because that, that sounds very, very cool, the opportunity that students are going to have with this contest. Well, yes, and you know, it's actually one of three large promotional events. Two have been announced. One will be coming soon, uh, you know, but it, it's really the one that I am most proud of and probably have uh, put the most work into over the past few months. Uh, you know, last year we were able to attract the Hewlett Packard Code Wars competition to Arkansas Coding Competition, and we were actually selected as the sixth national site for that coding competition and the ninth international site. So it was a very big deal for Arkansas wow, yeah. uh, here at Code Wars here. But, you know, I, and I walked away from that event with a great, uh, great respect for our students and the ability of our students, but also walked away a little sad because it was limited to a, a set number of teams. And, and, you know, we have such great competitors and such great students around the state that I, I walked away with this dream that I wanted every school to be able to have representation in a statewide competition. And so I started thinking about how we would do that. And, and uh, I'll tell a little bit on, on myself. I grew up kind of a band nerd, if you will, and, and was always involved in the all region and all state competitions. And I said, why, why are we not going to use that model? Or why would that model not work for computer science? So we started working yeah. on that model. And have have found some great partners with Verizon you know Verizon when they came to me and uh, they said that they were willing to sponsor it and and write a forty thousand dollar check I said well that we will definitely turn that <laughs> opportunity for scholarships on that so I mean it is just a great opportunity for all of our schools and students from across the state to participate and have have a chance uh, a chance in um, you know this competition and the thing about it is that you know, my, while my dream is, is to build out this at a state level and really have a great state competition, my dream is a lot larger than that in that I want Arkansas to set the model for this competition. Oh, yeah. and, I want, and I'm, I'm talking to national entities right now to try to have Arkansas's competition feed into a national competition and us set the standard for that. And we're talking to different sponsors and uh, different organizations that would kind of take that on. Wow, you know, that is very you hit right up my alley. I, I am a former band director. I was, I was a band director for a long here at Hope. So, um, right. but you, you know, it's really interesting what you're talking about is that model that you're talking about, about creating this that way, that's going to help to evolve computer science standards for us. You know, we're starting off with this first set of standards and we know it's going to morph every day. It's going to change 
But, you know, building that, that organization and that competition level is going to help the teachers and the organizers go, oh, this is where we're trying to shoot for. And that's a beautiful model to think of, all region, all state, and get every kid in every school involved in it. Well, you know, that's just wonderful. Well, once again, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm happy that I have the governor's backing on this and the governor supporting this. And whenever I kind of pitched the idea to the governor and, and his office, uh, he just, uh, his face lit up and he said he was very excited about it. And uh, I mean, it's just a great opportunity for our students in our state. And, and like you said, our state is is learning from this process. You know, we are in the forefront on this. There are multiple national entities that says that will go out and say and present on CS and talk about Arkansas leading the nation. And, and I'm constantly getting calls from other state departments and other state leaders about what we're doing and how they should follow is in this position that we're getting that national recognition but we are learning and this does give us another opportunity to get feedback and uh, to to change our you know to modify our understanding and grow in our understanding of CS and what our industry needs and what our student needs are so this is just another piece of the puzzle yeah well, and, and so speaking of, of that, and we've been talking a lot about uh, computer science and the and computer science standards. So to back up a little bit, um, at least in the way my brain works, um, talking about kind of building those foundations, um, talk to us about the computer science standards themselves that Arkansas is using and really how that ties into the big picture, into that whole puzzle. Sure. Well, we have a, you know, we have a whole new grid of courses and uh, K-8 standards coming online for 1718. Currently, uh, we're still operating under the, the courses that were developed for kind of this interim period, but uh, which they're great courses. The Governor's Essentials of Computer Programming course and our Computer Science with Mathematics course are really the two courses that put us on the map. But like I said, we're growing in our understanding and, and uh, part of my work over this past 16 months was that I worked with Code.org on their, on their uh, framework for computer science, which is kind of a guidance document for other state entities of how they write standards and, and how they would implement uh, a CS program across the state like Arkansas and other states are engaging. And through that work and through looking at the implementation of the current courses that we have, um, I knew they were great courses, but I also knew that we were we were missing a couple aspects. You know, we were very heavy on the coding side, mm -hmm. which is extremely important, but computer science as a whole is much larger than that. You know, there's oh, yeah. information security, there's networking, there's hardware. It's not just the coding, it's, it's all the aspects. So, so what we did was we brought in, uh, you know, we were kind of, we're kind of breaking the mold on a lot of things with computer science, uh, is that I brought in industry specialists to help Help us write our state standards so you know by law uh, by Arkansas law we have to have Arkansas educators help us write standards and we want them because they're going to be the ones implementing it sure we have never in any other content area that I'm aware of invited industry specialist into that room as we're writing standards and it just was a no-brainer to me you know we're trying to produce produce a product or a you know a, a group of students that come out and feed Arkansas industries their needs 
why would we not have them in the room to help us identify what those needs are? So, you know, we had great partners that stepped up to the plate, sent representation, helped us write those standards, uh, you know, the K-8 and the high school. Uh, We even brought in an information security uh, team from Bossier City, the uh, Cyber Innovation Center, the NYSERC division down there, which they operate off the Department of Homeland Security grant. They have $22 million that, that their total charge is to bring uh, computer science to students across the nation. So they jumped at the opportunity to help us develop our information security standards. So it really, the standards, both, uh, both at the lower grade levels and especially at the high school, are about building out a, a product or, you know, and I hate referring to students as products, but sometimes, you know, we want to put students into the workforce that meet the needs of our industry and can yeah. meet the future needs of our industry. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so, so the two major components, that K-8 piece, which was adopted back in January, mm-hmm. its main focus is to build that digital literacy yeah. and, and spark, an, the, spark an interest in, in upper level computer science. Because, you know, if you look at our enrollment numbers from last year, and our, our enrollment numbers for this year have not have not been made official yet, so we don't we don't talk about this year's numbers yet. Uh, we'll have those numbers late sep- September or late October, excuse me. Um, but last year we had seventy four percent or seventy six percent male enrollment to twenty four percent female enrollment across the state, and that that is that is a travesty in my opinion because there are many programmers out there of all genders all races and we need to make sure that our numbers are close to as close to reflecting our state population as they can so you know when people ask me what my goal for that gender gap is and I said well we're about 50% female and about 50% male so that's kind of where I want to see the enrollment right. numbers I don't want to discourage males but I want to encourage more females sure, to, sure. And to take the courses so we're going to do that through that K8 piece or that's a component of assisting that because if they may if it's part of their normal education k-8 and they see their mentor teachers they see their their teachers that they engage every day talking about computer science and how it relates to mathematics how it relates to yes. uh, science how it relates to pe even right. uh, you know th- and they see those teachers engaging then it becomes just normal for everyone and the what i like to tell people is when we make computer science normal for everyone it becomes abnormal for no one right. and so so we're trying to grow that high school and close the, those high school and enrollment numbers in those underserved populations through making it a normal part of that K-8. And then that seventh, eighth grade coding block that, that will come in place next year, we're hoping that that really sparks the interest of our students and they go out on their own after that coding block and they they really hit those those online free courses like CS Harvard 50 or Harvard CS 50 and the multitude other free courses online that they can access and really teach themselves a lot of, a lot of uh, advanced computer science and that was really at the high school the reason at the high school that I fought so hard and the state board accepted adopting those high school courses with no prerequisites because you know if you have a student that that takes that coding block at the seventh and eighth grade and they get that interest and they go home and teach themselves a lot more than those entry-level courses at the high school level cover 
what's the what is the best way to kill their interest to make them set yes. through all the stuff they already know. <laughs> yes. Yep. And so, yeah. so we're going to allow schools the opportunity to uh, look at their students and consider the abilities of their students that they want anywhere from those entry level all the way up to our new internship and independent study options. Yeah. See, that's awesome. You know, Arkansas is right on the precipice of showing the, what the rest of the world already knows. We're going to do it. Is that and I, and I hate to make it sound this way, that post-secondary is not necessarily needed. We can start turning out workers from our public schools, you know, right now. And that, that's going to be really awesome. But what I, what's really interesting, I've, I have a lot of coders that are out there, former students, and, you know, and they call all the time and say, hey, with the new GPS this and with the new this and this and this. And, you know, they're kids that, you know, went through high school, found coding on the outside, and now we're giving them that opportunity to find it five or six, seven years earlier than they did previously. And I think that's a really big push for Arkansas. That's going to really, you know, make a big statement for us. And, you know, so the governor has several initiatives, you know, regarding computer science standards, like, you know, Arkansas kids can code and all the, all the other stuff. Um, how do you see ADE help bolstering those initiatives? And um, what's it doing that is in line with those initiatives, you know, inside, you know, and outside of them, basically, you know, independent of them, like not necessarily with the governor, but doing it just with AD besides everything, besides the contest. Well, you know, the, the great thing about this initiative is that um, the governor went whenever, you know, he, he established this initiative, he went to AD leadership and he said, I want somebody housed within AD who will be my point person for this. He's going to be housed at AD, but I want him to coordinate the efforts across the state. And that's why my title is coordinator of computer science. Sure. So I engage with, uh, you know, Arkansas Department of Higher Education, Arkansas Department of Career Education, national entities, workforce, the computer science task force. Uh, so really ADE or my office within ADE is, is, is really kind of helping the governor drive his vision across multiple agencies through that coordination and through those efforts. So, you know, ADE's actual responsibility in this is the development of standards mm -hmm. and the support of teachers and, and, and local education authorities. But because of this unique position, uh, we are we are helping kind of guide everyone to this this common or through this common vision that the governor has, which is really unique. Uh, uh, and another great great uh, thing that the governor, uh, with his foresight in this, he he said, I need one point person that's actually on the ground that can help help uh, facilitate this this work. So, you know, I just kudos to him in in being able to see that that sometimes we need that one person who kind of coordinates all those efforts to cut through some of that red tape. Yeah, that's absolutely. The reason we're able to move so much, to be quite honest. Well, yeah. and 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 I think you just, frankly, I think you just had said a key phrase to be able to cut through the red tape. You know, because the governor's behind it, and because he has, uh, you know, because you're in the position you're in, um, working so closely with this initiative and working with the governor and and the other stakeholders involved, you know, you're able to to innovate and move a lot quicker than the traditional method of how things progress, frankly, especially in education. So I, I, I think it's awesome. I really do. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I did, you, you, you touched on one of the things that, that, that really kind of piques my interest. Uh, you know, computer science and coding is, is great and in, in definitely needed for, you know, a lot of the jobs that are 
um, coming to Arkansas that are already in Arkansas. You know, you have employers who are looking for, you know, folks who can code and, and who are well-versed in computer science. Um, but as you had mentioned, you know, working with CTE, uh, which is a career technical ed and some of the other folks, computer science, the big umbrella, touches a whole lot of industries that a lot of folks don't necessarily, you know, think of. So that's kind of one of the things that I'm curious is, um, kind of what's your take on how these initiatives are helping students see how computer science is tied into things like agriculture, uh, art, public service, where they might not have thought, oh, yeah, I didn't really think of it that way before. Well, you, you know, you're exactly right. Computer science right now already touches almost any industry out there. And by the time these students, by the time my two sons who are in grade school and they, they graduate high school, there's not going to be an industry out there that computer science somehow does not, is not involved yeah, in. That is true. And, and really the, you know, that is part of those K standards and, and really that, that, requirement that every school offer that high school uh, course, at least one set of those high school courses, is that we know not every student's going to be a programmer. We want every student to have that opportunity. Sure. Uh, but we know not every student's going to come out and go into the programming field. But we want our students in Arkansas to have enough knowledge about computer science that they understand why computers work the way they do or why why you know certain certain apps on their iPhone and and the thing about it is that they may not become professional programmers but they may pick up enough knowledge that they can they can take one of the easy programming systems for apps for example and they know of a unique need that is out there and they can create an app even with basic knowledge that they can then put on the Apple iOS store or the Android store um, and, 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 you know, create something that somebody else hasn't seen, but there is a need for. Uh, and that is really our hope that, that we don't want our students just to be consumers of technology. We want our students to also be uh, producers of technology that, that others can use and that we can use in the state. And it's also the, the informational security part is just crucial. As we move forward, um, you know, as, as a nation, as a state, uh, information security is just, I mean, it crops up in the news every day. I don't yes. have to go into that. <laughs> but, you know, our students need to understand what it, what it means to keep their online personas secure and their yeah. online information secure, especially as they go out to work for these different companies that, that there are certain things that you have. There's a reason that we have password resets. There's a reason that our password shouldn't be password. Uh, you know, there, there, there are reasons for this and we want them aware of that. That that's part of being a good digital citizen and, uh, and just helps us keep uh, our information secure as a, a state and a nation. Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. And it's funny. I don't, it, the, the workflow and the processes of computer science help students in so many other areas besides computer science. You know, when they can get into that and understand how workflow happens and how the processes go about, and, you know, maybe they learn a little J script or a little Python, they can still go to work for a company and be the social media director. But it's always good when you walk in to know the scrum desk is working this way and here's the workflow of the business. Hey, I did that in the 10th grade. I understand workflow. You know, this is going to, I think this is going to be far reaching for Arkansas and it's going to help us increase our test scores, increase everything across the board. I think we'll see our students benefit greatly from it. When, when you get down to the, the, the meat and potatoes, so to say, of computer science, 
it is problem solving. It is analytical thinking. Yep. And we have a generation of students coming through our educational systems right now that are digifiles. You know, I, I considered myself a digifile growing up that, uh, that I always had, even though my, I grew up in a, you know, a, a relatively poor family, my parents always saw the need of me having a computer starting back with a, tr uh, a trash 80 model. Trash 80, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the computer people out there will get that joke. But, uh, anyway, uh, you know, they, they saw the, the benefit and, and by having access to that, it, it has allowed me so many great opportunities. I'm not a programmer. Can I program? Yes, but that's not how I make my living now. But right. by having that knowledge, it set me up to have a, a good position and the ability to help others. And that's, that's really, you know, that's what we really want, but it, it comes down to that problem solving ability, those problem solving skills. And with this generation of students that are so connected to technology already, why don't we develop those problem solving skills through something that they find interesting and applicable to their everyday lives. And that's a big portion of computer science. Exactly. 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 Yep. We Man, agree. I, that I think is a perfect way to, to, wrap things up. I mean, seriously, <laughs> that was, that's perfect. That's, You're a busy man. We don't want to keep you online too long. Um, anything else you want to share with us before we go? What's happening? What's the next big thing happening in the next few weeks, few months? Well, I, you know, I, I don't want to give too much out. Uh, you know, we, we, we have a lot in the fire, but I will simply yeah. say that the, the first two promotional announcements have kind of been focused on the high school. And I get a lot of questions about, well, what about the elementary and the middle school? Right. So a little teaser, just just hold off. We, we're we're coming to yours. Uh, coming to yours toward the end of this first semester. So, uh, so uh, we we want our we want our elementary schools and our middle schools to to uh, you know to have access to some of our promotional activities and and we want to hear about the great things that are happening out there across the state. So you know I'm on Twitter and uh, I follow the hashtag #ARKidsCanCode hashtag. Yeah. So if you have uh, great pictures of things going around. Uh, going on in the state, you know, anything from Boy Scouts doing cyber chip, uh, you know, in, in those events or Girl Scouts doing their, their cyber, uh, their cyber stuff, uh, a training uh, to in school, in classrooms, to community events, mark that hashtag and send it out. And, you know, we, lots of times we'll get the agency to retweet it or I'll at least retweet it. And, and, uh, we have national people that follow that hashtag also. And I've, yeah. I've seen a lot of stuff out of Arkansas being retweeted nationally. So, uh, <laughs> so we are getting attention. So brag on our kids and brag on our students and brag on your communities because they, you all are doing great things. There are great teachers out there and there are great kids out there and we should be proud of what we have. Here, here. Awesome. I, I, I agree. Hey, well, thank you once again. If the Edutech guys can never do anything for you, holler at us. We'll, we'll, we're right here for when you need us, and we'll put the word out. That's what Sounds we're great. Thank awesome. you all so much. We want to thank you one more time for being on the show. Up next, we've got music from a new featured artist. This is Gooseneck. Their new EP is called Wild Goose Chase, and this is the first track off that album. Here's Ricochet.
Tech guys provide professional development and training to your teachers and students. We offer workshops and podcasting for the classroom, Google Apps for Education, Google Classroom, social media outreach for schools, and much more. We also provide live online coverage for your conference or event. We'll sit down with presenters, attendees, selected vendors, and your key conference personnel live during the conference or event to provide man on the street interviews and insights each day. Want to know more? Reach out to us on Twitter at EduTechGuys. Head over to EduTechGuys.com and fill out the contact form on the front page. Or you can call us at 870-729-1414. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Hey, welcome back. Wonderful show today. We're really glad and really thankful to have Anthony Owens on today. Uh, 
want to thank you for his time, and he was a, was a wonderful guest, and he really brought to light some of the stuff that's happening with computer science here in Arkansas, which I would like to say I'm proud to say we're on the forefront of that. We're really cutting edge on that. Yeah, absolutely. Making things happen. Hey, listen, you can catch us online at www.edutechguys.com. Catch us on Facebook, Guys, Twitter, Guys, Instagram, Guys. Just look up Guys on Google. You'll find us. We're out there. We're, we're out there waiting. <laughs> Only the shadow. Ah, are the Edutech Guys. Hey, listen. Uh, that's that's, that's going to be a spinoff show. We'll do like old-time radio stuff. <laughs> Is it going to be a spinoff show? Uh, why not? Who, who knows? You never know with us. You never know. Hey, well, I want to thank that. That was uh, Gooseneck with Ricochet. Uh, David uh, found that group. They found him, and they found us. And well, actually, uh, Mark Aubrey, who is one of our regular listeners, uh, connected me up with uh, those guys, and uh, we reached out to them, and they were like, yeah, that sounds great. So, man, it was awesome. You can find them on Facebook slash Gooseneck Music, all one word, Gooseneck Music. Gooseneck Music. Hey, listen, we are going to be out there and about around the world, the place, doing our All thing. All around the world, <laughs> statues crumble. Coming up first for us is the Arkansas Conference of Technology, which is not too far away, really. Uh, about a month away, October 19th through the 21st in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, we will be there broadcasting live and interviewing everyone that wants to sit in and be interviewed. We'd love to, to find out your take on all the good stuff and what's going on. Next, uh, SWOW coming up, Schools Without Walls. That will be in Hot Springs, Arkansas, November 6th through 7th. Um, that's a really great one put on by Don Benton and his folks. Lots of big people being there, including us. We're not big people, but you know we like to think we're big people. I'm, so, I'm kind of a big guy. Are you kind of a big? I'm a big. Well, I'm a big I'm not, guy. I'm not a big deal, I'm but a I'm big, a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, AESA coming up in uh, November the 30th through December 3rd in Savannah, Georgia. We'll be out on the East Coast uh, doing our thing. Yeah, doing our interviews. Uh, then a big one for us, Fetsy. Coming up January 24th through the 27th in 2017 in Orlando, Florida. Lots of other stuff on the plate, and we will keep you uh, in the loop as other things happen. Yeah, absolutely. And if uh, you'd like us to uh, come out and cover your event, uh, whether that's a conference or uh, a, a – uh, I can't think of the word I was looking for. But anyway, your event, uh, give us a shout at Edutech Guys. Um, you can also bring us into your district, as uh, you may have heard a little bit earlier. Uh, we love to do professional development, and we can cover all kinds of things from uh, general technology integration down to specifics, say podcasting in your classroom or how your district can use uh, things like podcasting, whether it's live or recorded. Uh, we can show you how to tie all of this together with uh, Google Classroom environment or Office 360 Five. We can uh, also uh, talk to you about how you can leverage other social networks and other outreaches such as Vimeo and YouTube. So by all means, feel free to reach out to us. You can uh, head over to edutechguys.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, fill out the form, and we will be in touch with you ASAP. ASAP. Yeah. So, uh, listen, you know what time it is. It is that time of day again. Is it already that time? It's already that wow, time. David, man. what time is it? It's time for Google Tip of the Week. <laughs> I couldn't remember if I was going to say app or tip, but it's a tip. It's not an app. It's a tip this time. It's a tip. It we'll goes with an app. always say tip. Tip. Okay. So, um, this last Sunday tip, um, was a, an important milestone, an important milestone for our country to remember. Sure. Um, September 11th. Yeah. Uh, which is... Uh, Forever changed pretty much everyone. It, it did. It changed the way we look at the history of the United States. And 
how we interact with the world and how the world interacts with us and how we handle things. Now, what's interesting is a lot of our kids uh, weren't alive when that happened, you know? And so we're getting to the point where some of our kids, or they, were, they were babies, they were tiny. And so um, trying to teach students about 9-11 and about the memorial um, yeah. is, a, is a really big deal, trying to help them understand, you know, what happened what, why it happened, what happened after it, what it, why it changed the United States, why it changed the world. Sure. And um, luckily for us, Google has an expedition of the 9-11 Memorial Museum, which helps students to, as they put it on their thing, never forget. Um, and it's a really nice one. It's put together. Um, uh, it's all a virtual tour. And Google has put it together. We'll have the link out on Twitter, and we'll also have the link on the website, you know, in the show notes. I'll make yeah. sure that they're there. Yeah. But that's our Google tip of the week. So if you're looking at it this week, which some of you probably are, if you're teaching social studies or history or U.S. history, you might be looking at 9-11 and how to incorporate that into your class. And uh, sorry we didn't have it the week before, but they actually didn't post it until on the 9th. So we'd already done our show before we knew about this link. Right. So yeah. sharing that with you, uh, that is the, uh, the Google expedition of the 9-11 Memorial Museum. So that is our Google tip of the week. Yes. Right. Which, you know, and I realize this is a little slightly off topic, but st- I mean, it's, it's related, but it, it it's very strange to me to think, uh, you know, 9-11 is, I mean, obviously it's a historical event, but at this point, you know, it, it's 15 years later, it truly is a historical event. I mean, it is, it is history. It's, it's viewed now by especially younger students, obviously, but, you know, it, it's viewed in the same type of context as Pearl Harbor, as, you know, any other wars, you know, before. Yeah. It's, it's a historical, and I, it's, it's got a historical context, not just the current or, or then current cultural context. That's just, man, uh, it's just, it, it's... I don't know. It's incredible to think of, of how things uh, happen and, and how things can change. And, um, you know, for those of us that were around at the time uh, when it happened, I would presume that many of us will probably always remember where we were, what we were doing, what happened, the, you know, the feelings that were associated with that initial uh, confusion and the misinformation that was coming out in terms of, you know, at one point, you know, there was a lot of talk of uh, the White House being under attack and, and Congress being under attack yeah. because nobody really knew, knew what, was, on, what yeah. was happening. Everything was such, you know, in such a panic. And then, you know, of course, you know, the, you know, the things after. I, I will tell you the thing that sticks out the most for me about 9-11 is uh, coming home that afternoon from work uh, and by then, of course, they had grounded all planes and everything, and I distinctly remember looking up at the sky, and it is perfectly blue. As it turned out, there were not any clouds anywhere, and the thing that stuck out, no contrails. Yeah. Right? Because all the planes had been grounded. That's true. So I there know. were no contrails in the sky. It was just, it was so, it was just, it was, it was a very weird feeling. I guess very I never thought weird. of that. Yep. Yeah. Hey, well, listen, anyway. uh, there it is. Google has a wonderful 9-11 uh, virtual tour. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, that's our Google tip of the week. And you know what? That's our show. Okay. We're, we're pretty not. much uh, we're running out of time here. Uh, this is our new format. We're going a little shorter. 
So uh, we are one song short today, but that's okay. Uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll catch up next time and play three songs. <laughs> so <laughs> it, It'll just be the radio show. It'll just be the radio. Yeah, we'll just play all songs. There you go. Hey, listen, um, it's been a great show. Um, so uh, we're going to get out of here. <laughs> giving, I'm giving David He's the giving me signals. some direction. Yeah, he's giving yeah. me a hand signal, all right. So um, anyway. <laughs> listen, uh, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. And we'll catch you next time on the Edge of Tech, guys. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site is programmed for those whose participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it all. all but, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.